You Hi, sound- everybody. This is Katie. You sound like you're in a stadium, like announcing well, things. I do. Why? I don't know. It's awesome. Where are you hearing that? Now it's gone. Oh. It was really Hi, exciting. Hi, everybody. This like- is Kimberly. <laughs> and this is Katie. Nope. Oh. We messed it up. Switch around. Go ahead. Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. We are so grateful that you've stuck by us this past month of horribleness. Thank you to everyone who's been so patient. So it wasn't a gr- it wasn't a it, great May. It was it's gonna be May. It was a terrible May. And it's never gonna be May. It was a private month full of private things. It's it's okay. Anyways, apologies all around. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. We yes. are back and we're happy we- to be back with this very special Kimberly's favorite episode. Now, I wanted to do this as our very first Patreon extra content episode, but Katie convinced me to release it to everyone because she's nicer than I am. But this episode is that special. And our Patreon is up and we will have tons of extra content on there for you very soon. And if you already became a Patreon, please message me with your address or update your address on your Patreon page so I can send you Prezzies. I think at this point, just everyone who has contributed to Patreon should get something, a button, something for being so patient that the first month, literally, that we uploaded Patreon and are supposed to have all this extra content, pretty much not a day went by without tragedy. Yes. So, So, okay, so we're going to give you guys all presents. So please, even if you donate at the $2 level, which normally would get you nothing but a huge thank you from us. Please update your address and we will send Please. you something. Because yeah, we're we're in the process of getting all of our merch made right now, so we want we want to be able to show our appreciation because it's not great that we no, we've been not. off the air for so long. But thank you. We're back. Oh, and, and if we're it, back in the biggest way with the best episode. And we did just record an update about our time at CrimeCon, about the Peter Pettigrews that were living in my apartment. It's pretty good. So there's lots of stuff going on. If you want to hear about that, that will be you can You can find that on Patreon. Uh, so this episode, like we said, is extremely special to me. It is called Twisted Faith. It is hosted by Baby Manky. And it baby was- Baby Mank? Yeah. Why do you say he's a baby? Well, it was uh, eight years ago. He looks exactly the same, identical to what he looks like now. Okay. You're so kind. He I- does. I think he looks like a baby. Are you for real? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think that at all. Okay. He. It's April 9th, 2010, season 18, episode 32. And this is religi- relig- religiosity gone wild. Reli- religiosity gone wild? Yeah. My work husband, Greg, who's been listening to us, made a point to tell Katie and I that we were being very respectful about religion. I wanted, but he had one note. He did have a note that people that are, oh, I forgot what it was. Is it religious? Oh, it's You're exactly what to... you just said. That's oh, why shoot. I'm laughing because what oh, you just said is what he, his note was. He didn't like religion as a whole. No, no. He didn't like the word religious. He thinks- No, no. It's that they become like- oh. he, did, he said religious people don't like the word religious because they think it sounds dogmatic and- like cultish christian people didn't like the term right they think it sounds dogmatic or extremist or something they just like um spiritual they had a strong faith strong faith 
That's what he liked. Strong but that, faith. This is also his one opinion. I don't think everybody feels that way about the term religious. Greg is also the person who told me that he didn't date girls with curly hair because he found the curly hair confusing and he didn't know what to do with it. What are you talking about? He said that to me. Can I leave that in? Yes, you better. What you talking about, Greg? He said- What's confusing he, about curly hair? He didn't know, like, can he put his fingers in it? Like, can he touch someone's- I'm Hair sorry, so because dating. it'll get stuck? What is he worried about? That it's like a bramble bush? Yes, that is exactly right, that it would get stuck. Yes. But then what happens? Then you just laugh and it's fun and it's cute and your hair got stuck in somebody's wild hair. Well, he hasn't watched enough rom-coms where that happens, I guess. I don't think I've ever seen a rom-com where that happens. Where they're like, ah, my hair got is so curly and knotted that your fingers got caught in it. Weirdly, the rom-com that came to my mind the minute you said curly hair, number one, okay, two rom-coms, but the first one that came to my mind was Forget Paris with Deborah Winger and Billy Crystal. Oh my God. (laughs) Does she have curly hair in that? Yeah, but clearly that's not the first one that I should have thought of. I don't know why my my brain went there. Clearly the Billy Crystal rom-com that my mind should have gone to is When Harry Met Sally because Meg Ryan has the curliest hair in that one. But for some reason, for me, I thought Deborah Wicker. I was thinking it should be Sex in the City, even though that's not my favorite show, because I feel like they talk about her curly hair. That's because you're such a Samantha. Me? Sorry, which one's Samantha? <laughs> the slutty one. Uh, we're going to lose. We are about to lose listeners right now because of my lack of Sex in the City knowledge. Kim Cattrall is okay. Samantha. I am the farthest thing from Samantha. Oh, yeah. No, you're not a Samantha. You're a Miranda. Charlotte. Miranda's mm-hmm. Miranda's real smart, right? She's a lawyer. Yeah, but Charlotte's yeah, kind of the prude. Okay, I got to think about this. What's Carrie? Who is Carrie? I think she's I'm just Carrie. whimsical with and kind of messy with curly hair. Oh, so I'm like a tall, sort of more masculine version of Carrie. I mean, you can plant make like yourself if, a Carrie. If Sarah I Jessica Parker like, got stretched out and then got a deeper voice, that would be I'd be Carrie. Sure. I've tried to wear some weird stuff. This might be what the people on the iTunes reviews were talking about when they said that we go off on tangents a lot. Oh, okay. I'm stopping. I'm ready. All right. Show me the twisted faith. I Let's talk about this episode because I think people are going to be really... I don't want to oversell it, but it is probably one of the best datelines I've ever seen. So I just want to clarify. So because Sheila Davalu episode still stings a little bit that I built it up a lot and then you didn't love it. So this one you did love. It makes me feel really happy inside. I'm like, I'm joy joyous. Did you think I wouldn't love this? Well, you didn't love Sheila Davalu and I felt like I was on in the Twilight Zone where everyone has a pig nose, but I don't have a pig nose. And this episode, I was like, she has to like this. It's crazy. And then you did, and I was just so, so happy. It'll be like when I finally show you Buffy and you really like it. Oh, we better hope I like Buffy. I feel like if I don't like Buffy, our po- like that's when the podcast will end. People yeah, will be- Our friendship will be over. Yeah, that will be it. Let's get back. Let's get back to Twisted Faith because we got to cover this episode and we're, we're on a timeline. Okay. And so, we're going to stick to it, kind of. I love when you're assertive. So- this do episode, you? I do. Oh, the phone's What's ringing. that? It's a landline. I'm at my Who's aunt's house. Who's got a house. landline? My aunt. I'm at her house because of the Peter Pettigrews. Let's explain to our listeners what a landline is. A landline <laughs> is when you... Is there an answering machine? Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. I hope it's not a doctor. Why would it be a doctor? I don't know. What if it's a doctor with... You're pregnant. That would be really embarrassing. Like My, the... my aunt is pregnant? Wouldn't that be funny though? Oh, it's just a, it's just a... This is why you should not have a landline and my parents need to get rid of their landline instead of complaining about how fo- expensive cell phones are. They should just drop their landline because all Wait. they get is telemarketers. Okay, we got this episode. We're at 18 minutes in and we have not yet talked about the episode. It's all So let's fault. go through this recap. So this episode takes place in Seattle. Supernatural, they called it. Super spiritual. That was my main key. So these people belong to a church and they it's a very um see I can't say the word religious cuz apparently that's offensive. What I was going to say to my work husband Greg is you said we were being fairly respectful towards religion and he appreciated that. I wanted to say check back in with us after this episode. We said it. We we mentioned it that there was that we were doing this episode <laughs> yeah. that was heavy on the So they're super spiritual. They believed in hearing messages from God and prophecies. They sometimes spoke in tongues. These are... This is a born-again Christian denomination. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's Baptist. I don't think it's... I I don't know if it's a denomination of Christianity. I don't know. It's cray-cray town. It's... But they're very... uh, They're very active in their worship. Yes. So when they worship, it's a lot of... Animated. Yes. So casting out the devil, calling forth the Holy Spirit, things like that. So yes. if you've ever been to a church like that, um, I used to have a boyfriend who his family was involved in a church called the Vineyard. And I think that might be a chain of churches in Southern California, or it might be countrywide. I'm not sure. But it that's very much um, hands raised when you're singing praise songs and then moving into the aisles moving when the holy spirit moves you to move and then speaking in tongues goes along with that by the way just a side note so we can go into this everyone pretty much knows has listened to the podcast that i grew up in a pretty strict christian home yeah this is the opposite of what my dad liked in christianity my dad wanted hymn books and hymnals he thought that was all very showy Yes. So no, no hands raised. No. None of that. And your mom Everyone's wouldn't would seat. be like, "Why are these people making a scene?" Correct. Okay, Dawn, who's this episode is about? Who's this Dawn? Uh, she's Dawn, four. Go away! I'm no good for you. What? Is- Ooh, Dawn. If anybody out there feels me, I don't know what that that is. Like a '60s song. Okay. About so, Dawn. Okay. Dawn was four years old when she accepted the Lord into her life. Really? And no, yeah, I don't. Yeah. No. She Leave would it. quote scriptures to her parents at four years old. Okay. Doesn't that just seem like something you're doing because your parents taught you to do it? Do you think she really accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into her heart at four years old? I don't personally think that, but I know that other Christians have stories that, yes, they did. I'm very cynical. It's Yeah. I mean, and most of the people I know were much older. You're looking at more, if you're a kid when you do it, you're looking at more like eight, right. nine. Right. But, okay, four. Is I don't it, know. And is it like a vent? Do they throw a party when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart? No, you get dunked in water. You have to choose that you've now accepted and then you get dunked in water? You come forward at church. So that's what most people do is they come forward. They have a, they, during certain ser- sermons, they'll have a call at the end and you walk forward down the aisle and you accept Jesus into your heart. And it's a 
like the church is excited for you. But like if you haven't done it yet, would your parents be like nodding, like pushing you going, hey, you're you're behind the neighbor's kid. Not except, good parents. Except soon. But it's a very strange sermon. Those sermons are always very heavy. And usually you cry because it's so it, there's a, so at a four year old level, I'm not sure how that works. Gotcha. Have we mentioned I'm Jewish on this show? She, I'm giving you a lesson. I'm giving you all the lessons. I know. I really lessons. appreciate it. Yeah, I really it. appreciate it. Yeah. I did not know all of this. So Dawn was sweet and funny. And here's your pro tip if you're a Dateline guest. I need you to sh- say a specific story that shows that someone was funny because you can't just say they were funny and then Dateline shows a home video where they're wishing someone happy birthday. So I need you to say like, she was obsessed with two and a half men. And I'll be like, oh, okay, she was not funny. Or she <laughs> once she once like pulled my pants down in front of the whole school. And I'd be like, oh, she was mean funny. Or like, oh, she once switched everything out in my apartment and put it upside down out on the deck. And I'd be like, oh, she's funny. She's a prankster funny. A note to self, what story am I going to tell to show that you were funny? Okay, maybe just submit this podcast as proof, except I'm not that funny on this podcast. I didn't say it. Uh, some people say it. So she <laughs> had a... Said. She had a some, s- I could say that. Some people said she was funny <laughs> on this podcast. Judge for yourself, Dateline listeners. Others thought she was too much Others thought she was a bit much. A bit much. Thank Who said that? Sky. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're so mad at that still. I should never have told you that. I know. I don't know why it you did. It was years ago. I know. It still hurts. So <laughs> she had a sixth sense. She would know when her best friend was up to no good, and she would call her and be like, stop what you're doing. And she met Nick. She called him a knight. She said he was a knight. We will see how much of a knight he turned out to be. They married, and he became a youth pastor. His sermons had people scr- – he says, they open your prayer books, and people are screaming like they're at a KISS concert. And he's like, get used to it, people. We are praising the Lord and changing lives. Like Youth pastor. He's such a showman. Youth, youth pastors. And people are screaming like they're going to throw their – They wield tremendous power. Wow. So Nick felt like he was chosen by God, even as a child, because he was sick and his dad prayed over him. So he was taught at a young age that he was chosen by God. Then we meet Craig. What did you say? I was just I was I was just gonna say we know who is actually chosen. Yes. Me. Yeah, correct. Um, then we meet Craig and Annette Anderson, who we have differing opinions about. Craig and Annette, who joined Nick's church, and they're very sweet and very soft-spoken, and I, okay, we'll get more into them. So they start, sort of, say their opinions about what's happening with Nick. This is where, um, Josh, kind of, Josh Mankey gives some low-key shade that they suck at singing. He said their hymn, you know, their hymnals and their voices. And he said, albeit somewhat off key. <laughs> he, he did. He did do that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. So Craig and Annette love Nick. They said he was funny and fun. Again, I'm not getting that from the audio. And from the picture, he looks like a dude who plays Call of Duty in his mom's basement and drinks way too much fruit punch after the age of 40. So. 
Craig, but Craig and Annette say that he's the one. He's the one that goes to like the Arco and yes. then fills up the fountain cup with the Hawaiian punch. Correct. And then his mouth is always kind of red. Yes. Yes. Craig and Annette say that Nick and Don were a great young couple. But by 1997, Craig and Annette saw the church change. It became more separate from mainstream Christianity. They called it super spirituality. They said they were digging the demons out of you. And the nice laid back pastor that had founded the church had been pushed aside by this other pastor, not Nick, but this self-proclaimed apostle, Robert Biley. Who, okay, are we going to talk yeah. about him now? Okay. Well, if there ever was an episode where a side character should also have their own episode, it's Robert Biley. I would say Mickey was one and Robert Biley was the other. Who Why? could totally have their spinoff episodes. Okay. Well, first of all, he's a self-proclaimed apostle. Well, first of all, why does every single self-proclaimed apostle or prophet look like Warren Jeffs? Mm. I just need, I need a breakdown and headshots. Actually, I need full body shots. No, you don't want, no one all wants. Of these, no all one of these wants. self-proclaimed apostles are, look to be six foot tall men, very much on the thin side, with a very chiseled, thin face, small glasses. They all look the same. Yes. That's true. They're from the Warren Jeffs School of Prophecy. What if that's what God actually looks like and is choosing men that are in his image? I think God looks like Titus Andromachus. (laughs) Titus Andromedon? Andromedon, whatever his name is. It looks like Titus. That's what God looks like to me. Um, Come on. Yes, no, I like it. I love it. I love Titus. So- His sermons, Robert Biley's sermons, lasted for hours, and people would speak in tongues. He was casting demons out of them, full-on exorcist style. You could be exorcised for anything that you did wrong. If you went to a basketball game or a baseball game, I'm not sure why. Why is a baseball game... It's America's sport. Did they say that as an example? They did. The We meet this author who wrote a book about the case, and he is sassy pants, and I love him. And he says, you could be exercised for going to a baseball game. I didn't yeah, know. good times. Is it the competition at the baseball games? Is it the tight pants? Is it the peanuts? Why is it so bad to go to a baseball game? The shouting? The shouting? The cursing? Are you cursing at the umpire? I'm- F you, you ump. You don't have to do that. That's not required. No. Children no, go to it's baseball definitely games. Not required. Oh, it's the beer. I think it's the tight pants. All right. They were pretty tight pants. Okay, so the church becomes more culty. They write down your secrets so that if you leave, they could spread gossip about you. Super shades of Scientology here. Yeah. So if you had, this is Annette and Craig are telling us that if you had what they called a demon of rebellion, hanging on you you needed to clean yourself and get rid of those like organs it's is that scientology what are the things that hang on you egons mm, organs no thetans is that thetans no that's is that the bad people in scientology we all have aliens hanging on us yeah organs i don't is that did i say that already do i keep saying that okay am i saying the same word yeah I'm Am I just saying organs, but then changing the vowel? 
Bibles. <laughs> I don't remember what they're called. But we've, the, the unfortunate thing is we've had this discussion on the podcast before and looked it up and figured it out, and I still can't remember it. Darn. I Gosh, think. darn it. Okay, so we're not totally up on Scientology, but this is what Scientology has also. So now Mankey is gets – he gets to show his very skeptical side. He asks Craig and Annette, why would you stay? You know, why would you stay? And they really felt like, A, they wanted to be close to God and be clean. And B, they knew how shunned they would be if they left. And the church could spread rumors about them. So members of the congregation believed that God spoke to them directly, but none more than the church secretary, Sandy Glass. Remember that name for later. I think her son is Jan's boyfriend, George Glass, from the Brady George. Bunch. George Glass. <laughs> was that surprisingly good? Is that why? It was Is really, that why you're laughing? I was, I'm so surprised. So <laughs> Sandy Glass, all we have is the picture, and the picture is super Uggs. Will we get one more shot of Sandy Glass so we can actually see what she looked like instead of some grainy surveillance photo or whatever we're getting of her that's like from 1973? She looks like a teenage David Cassidy. No, we need a better picture because there's got to be... We don't know. We don't know what Sandy Glass looks like. We have one picture of Sandy Glass and I did not do any research to look her up to see what she looked like outside. Okay, so... Well, I can't tell how old she is. She looks about late 40s in the picture in 73 so is she 98 yeah what's happening i think so okay. uh, oh the, maybe you could be right actually that's is she an older lady i don't know is sandy glass an an elderly woman i don't know that's a really good question does she get a senior citizen discount it's Chili's. i mean no shame if she does i'm jealous either that or she's something's happening why is the phone oh my gosh again? who is trying to call you god Telling me that I am super sinning by saying all these is there, things. Is there a country song about God calling? Jesus called? Is there one? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can send you the – I can post – maybe I'll do it on Patreon. I'm going to do it on Patreon. I'm going to share the most special thing in the whole world on Patreon. What is that? It's is it... this video. It's a YouTube video, and it's so amazing. Hello. Doesn't have the empathy to leave a short message. Is this what's called a robocall? Yes, it is. So. Was she running for a judge? Yeah, I don't know. By the way, I keep leaning on this table and it's making kind of farty sounds, but it's. Oh, please tell me no. It's my arm on the table. Just I do not want to cut that out. Don't leave it. I don't care. So. Table farts for everybody. Table farts. All right. Continue on. Mank throws so much shade at Sandy Glass Mm -hmm. and her hearing things directly from God. She was told by God that she needed a new car. So she got one and it was a good car. Oh, you've got to be kidding. That's what God said. I need need an Acura. Yes. Here I go. That's what God told her. And Mank throws so much shade at it. I love it so much. She was visited by Angel Gabriel. 
And the guy who wrote the book about this case points out that Gabriel appears in the Bible like twice. He foretold the birth of Jesus and then he talked to this lady, Sandy Glass, in Seattle. He was napping in between. He was at Coachella. He got really into ska music for a while and then he came back. But I don't know what he did. Why did he only appear twice and then the third time was with Sandy Glass? That's how special she is. Sandy was told by Angel Gabriel that there would be a huge earthquake in Seattle and the church members stockpiled thousands of dollars of supplies and with their hard-earned money. And guess what? No earthquake. Wouldn't then you be like, okay, maybe Sandy Glass is I full think, of baloney. I think they felt like she had misheard the message or it was coming soon. Wait, they, who is she though in the church? She the is secretary. Just a- she is the church secretary. Okay. Yes, yes. Who also has a direct pipeline. She is the landline to God. Right. But her ear, her hearing's not that great, apparently. Like right. may, maybe he said somewhere else instead of Seattle that there was an earthquake. I don't know. Um, Are there earthquakes in Seattle? No. So that's why you use a you Q-tip. Know. No, there aren't. Not yet. I mean, there's there. it could happen for sure. But, Are they on a, a whatever, a, well, a line? Well, they're a much higher above Northern California. But still, when Northern California gets a big earthquake, I'm sure that, I don't know, Seattle might get aftershocks. I don't know how it works. But I don't okay. believe they've ever had a big earthquake. No. So... But a lot of – because of climate change, a lot of places are getting earthquakes that have never had earthquakes before. True that. Look it up. So – um, but that's what I'm saying. That's why you use a Q-tip, which is a tie-in to our Patreon story, our update, because we have a little story about a Q-tip. Did we talk about the Q-tip? Yeah, we did. You brought it up, my Q-tip Sorry. story. So David Cassidy's Sandy Glass hears something big from God. She is told by God that Nick, the youth pastor, his wife Dawn was going to die and that Sandy was then going to be with Nick. She tells Nick this, and he replies, I knew it. He knew. And he even tells sweet little Annette, I'm going to go through something bad soon. It's part of God's plan. Don't freak out, girl. I'm going to get through this. So he is super pumped about this prophecy that Dawn, his wife, is going to die, and then he's going to be with Sandy Glass. But Nick and Dawn's marriage had some strain. Dawn was lonely because he spent so much time with people at the church. She was trying to lose weight because she felt like Nick had lost interest in her. Sweet baby Annette had seen her crying a few times. She had even had a complete breakdown at a baby shower. But, like, who hasn't done that? Nick starts to do marriage counseling at the church. He's, like, barely married and... He had a prophecy that his wife was going to die and that he was going to be with the church secretary. But he's the one they picked to give marital counseling advice. Good choice. So We should also clarify that the only two people aware of what the actual prophecy is are Sandy and Nick. He never told Don, you're going to die. Right. So um, I should say the guy that writes the book that's super sassy, he and Mank are just spilling the tea together. They're just gossip mode and it's adorable. Oh, yeah. So... Sweet little naive Annette and Craig, they started getting marriage counseling from Nick, which was the worst decision they ever made. So surprise, surprise, apparently when Nick is counseling these couples, the man is usually kicked out of the room and Nick spends his time alone with the women. 
this is my favorite. Nick thought that Annette needed to trust God more. So to demonstrate that, he had her do a trust fall with him, not with her husband, Craig, but with him, the youth pastor. And she describes it to Mank like she doesn't think he knows what a trust fall is or that any of us know what a trust fall is because apparently she was never in junior high or went to camp. But you are saying this very judgy, like people should know what a trust fall is. This is not everyone knows what a trust fall is. Incorrect. You went to a theater school. I knew it way before then. What a trust I did fall was. I didn't. It's when you lean backwards and someone catches you. You fall backwards. Yeah, you fall backwards and someone catches you. Now, Mankey goes, and he's trying so hard to be nice. He's trying not to smile. He says, usually in marriage counseling, the the counselor would have the wife trust fall onto the husband to, to build trust with your spouse and not with the counselor. You silly, silly, simple, sweet Annette. And he's really trying to control this smirk, but he can't really. And I'm here for it. And Annette just goes, wow. She had no clue. Wow. She had no idea that that's what the purpose of a trust fall was and thought it was totally normal. And then Mank kind of feeds her what was happening. And he says, it kind of seems like Nick was drawing you to him by promising you this closer relationship with God. And she's like, yeah, I can, I can see that. She really has zero idea what has happened to her. So then we go and we meet the head pastor again, Robert Biley, the self-proclaimed prophet. And he was getting complaints that Nick was spending way too much private time with a married lady in the church. And guess who that lady was? Sandy Glass. Mm -hmm. So Biley goes to Nick, and apparently it's very important for Dateline to determine how quickly he spoke to him about this, because Mank is like, how quickly did you speak to him about it? And Robert Biley goes, right away. And Josh goes, next day? And he goes, same day. (laughs) What? I missed that whole thing. Really? That's funny. Thank you, Manky, for clarifying how quickly he did it. He took it very seriously. Okay. But not now we know. not seriously enough to follow through because oh. he tells Nick to stop seeing Sandy Glass and he does not stop seeing Sandy Glass. You mean seeing Sandy Glass for marriage counseling? No. He had been spending a lot of time behind closed doors with the married Sandy Glass and it was causing a lot of rumors. Her husband was upset. We don't but know what they was happening. Also in the marriage counseling process that Nick had been doing. Was yes, but the that- hu- again, the husband is usually kicked out of the room. So people are t- starting to talk. So Nick says he'll stop, but he doesn't stop. And Sandy is still getting prophecies that she's going to be with Nick. And now God is saying she's going to be with him sometime after December 18th. They are going to be together after something happens to Dawn on December 18th and on December 19th they can be together. Hanky asked Pastor Biley, which keeps autocorrecting on my computer to Bile, so just bear that in mind. Okay. I feel like that's important. Hanky says, Do you think that Nick was somehow feeding these prophecies that Dawn was gonna die to Sandy? And Biley says there's another option that she was being fed these prophecies by a demonic force that was speaking to her. And then they cut away, and unfortunately, we never got to see Mankey's 
reaction to that. So he said that she was being fed. Okay. So basically Josh says, okay, do we think Sandy is making up these prophecies that Dawn is going to die and she's going to be with Nick? Or do you think Nick was somehow feeding these prophecies to Sandy? These are the earthly options. And Bailey says, well, there's a third option which is that she was hearing prophecies, but they weren't coming from God. They were coming from a demonic force that is speaking to her. And then they cut away, and we don't get to see what Mankey's reaction was to that. We also don't get to hear the end of that, because I guarantee you that demon had a name. And I'm sure that that conversation was 15 minutes longer. (laughs) So we need to note that for future conversation with Mankey. Yeah. And say... What what did he actually say? What was the name? Of, did he name the demon? Yes. Was it and Lilith? Has it, and has it been cast out? Yeah. Sorry, Lilith. Um. So don't apologize to Lilith. We got schooled on Lilith last time. Yeah, we did. We okay. Did. So now Dawn, Nick's wife, she's starting to feel like something is going to happen to her. She starts saying things like, "If I die, I'm good with God," which is very weird. But December 19th passes and she's still alive, or December 18th. So December 26th, the day after Christmas, Nick goes to the house. Oh, Nick leaves the house to go duck hunting. Does God approve of duck hunting for sport? Sure. Okay, I I disagree. So Nick's house catches fire while he is gone duck hunting, and Dawn is killed. She is burned in her bed beyond recognition. That is so sad. It's terrible. Beyond that terrible. That is horrifying. Yeah. And she seemed, she was a very sweet lady by all accounts. It's really sad. So here we go again with Pastor Biley. I mean, this, okay, this is where Biley should have his own episode. I can't believe you don't agree. He needs a spinoff, just like okay. Mickey. So Biley says he had church members doing work in Africa, bringing people back from the dead. Mm. Now, remember, this is Dateline. This is not Buffy, who died like 27 times and she was brought back and I was fine with it. This is Dateline. Respawn. I don't know what that means. That's video games. That's what happens when you die and then you respawn. Okay. Okay. Mankey wipes the smirk off his face. He is in profesh reporter mode. He proves Mm -hmm. once again why he's a champion. Because I would have fallen off my chair. Bailey says that he offered, he goes to the scene of the fire and he's comforting Nick and he offers to bring Dawn back from the dead, basically. Mankey says, so Nick said, sure. But Biley says, Nick said, no way. Now, I don't feel like either one of those is an appropriate response to being asked if you want to bring your wife back from the dead because I feel like sure is what you say if you say I'm going to Starbucks do you want me to get you a drink sure and then um but I know Josh was just being Joshy but if Nick really said no way I don't like that either because I don't know if it was like uh gag me with a spoon no way or if it was like did he wave his hand away like if someone offers you extra bread at dinner and you're like no way I'm good no wave your hand what, what I don't understand why you're cut up on that fact and not the fact that he probably said no way because if they're bringing people back from the dead in Africa, what's probably happening is a pet cemetery type scenario where the thing comes back, but it's not the same and it's got bad things attached to it. You brought it back from the dead and now it's kind of a demon zombie 
You're talking. You're thinking of the the bear hand, the bear paw, and it has to from sit- that short story. No, I'm not. I'm talking about Pet Cemetery, Stephen King, where you bring the pet back from the dead, and then it tries to murder you and your family, and you have to keep it locked in the basement. So yes, he has his wife back, wife in quotes, but she's evil, okay. and she has to stay in the basement. So he doesn't want her back. I don't think he watched a lot of Stephen King, and I don't, know. I don't think that that's why, but I believe that the impression Biley got was he just didn't want his wife back. Mm-hmm. He just was like, "No thanks, I'm good. Oh, I'm all good. It's okay. If you go no, to Star, if you go to Starbucks, I'll have something. But um, yeah. I'm but I'm o- I'm right okay now. with you not bringing her back. Dawn's death is ruled an accident from a space heater, and Mank starts to ask Sweet Annette, "Did you? What did you think about Dawn dying?" And she says, uh, he, "He says to her, did you see that Dawn?" died as kind of proof that Nick really was getting these prophecies because he had said something bad will happen to me. And she goes, yeah. Oh, boy. I'm starting to think that Annette is not the sharpest tack, the brightest brightest bulb. So Annette offers to help Pastor Nick with the insurance paperwork. So they're working together. And this is only a couple weeks after the death. And he says, what would you do if I said I wanted to run you upstairs and make mad, passionate love to you? Barf. Disgusting. Barf. With his Kool-Aid mouth. So yeah. he, she says she thought it was grief talking. So she kind of was like, no, stop that. Nick keeps pushing it. And the next couple of weeks, he keeps telling her that God has a new plan for him. God is up to something new, and it involves the two of them boning. She says, no, I'm married. And he says, that's just an excuse to take a risk to perform a real act of Christian love. Oh, for goodness sakes. God wants you to have sex with me. Don't say no to God, Annette. God wants you to give me physical comfort. So she agrees. To meet Nick at a hotel, a Ramada, mm-hmm. and Mank is in shock. He says, "What? Well, what's that like? Fun, sexy, intriguing? And Annette is kind of traumatized and she says, no, it was a huge mistake, the biggest mistake of my life. But she keeps doing it for like months. Bear in mind, in this whole interview, Annette's husband, Craig, is sitting right next to her supporting Thank you. her. Thank you. I was just going to say it. He the whole time. Yes. I mean, it, he's an angel. He, Speak up, Craig. He says Speak nothing. Up. He like pats her comfortingly. He does. Yeah. So, I think he just feels like he treats her like a victim. Like she was yes. taken advantage yes. of, which is actually the right way to handle that. I think so too. I think he's an angel and I yeah. feel really bad for him and and her. I'll get in, a little more into that later. But okay. Nick is Nick is not just doing this to Annette. Nick is coming on to every woman in the congregation. And as the book writer says, he's getting a lot of takers. He is spending time with Sandy Glass, who is now broken up with her husband after counseling with Nick. There's another chick whose husband had left after counseling with Nick. Then there's, remember the old head pastor 
who got pushed away because he wasn't speaking to demons enough or whatever, exercising people enough. Yeah, because there were three original pastors, right? Yeah, There's he Nick helped- Biley and then... And this Bob other guy, Bob, yeah, who yeah, founded yeah. Mm-hmm. he founded the church. He was fairly uh, traditional. He was not that outlandish, the screaming, the chanting, the exercising, right. the speaking in tongues. So his 19-year-old daughter was doing a missions trip in Africa, and Nick is sending her naughty emails that say things like, God desires to touch you. So she's bringing back bodies from the dead in Africa uh-huh. and then getting sexy emails yes. from mouth-breathing maybe punch Nick. Maybe pics of his you-know-what. Who is way older than her. Way, way older. older. than 19. Way older. And his wife just died. And he's- There's a glaring omission here that we're going to get to, but I'm just, just saying. Okay. There's, there's something that's missing in this picture, and we'll see if you figured it out. Okay. Yeah. The there's a lot of things missing, like- common sense but yeah well that's true there's something else okay also condoms i feel like we're missing i hope they weren't no, missing were no. they using protection no <laughs> here's the that's the thing that's missing there are no offspring happening in so this maybe, situation maybe he was using condoms so or when they're not talked about we'll, we'll get to it i have a theory on it okay, okay go ahead so sweet simple annette is now having sex with nick on a regular basis and Ugh. here's a good thing that happened one time, Annette says she can't meet him because she has to watch her baby, speaking of offspring, her baby with her husband, Craig. And what does Nick say so that she'll come to the hotel? Give the baby cold medicine. Annette's reaction is, yeah, that was bad. And at this point, Annette's long-suffering husband, Craig, squeezes her leg in support. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Did she do it? She did. Get, no, she did she do did it. She did do it. She did do it. I don't like babies that much, but I don't support drugging them. I just want a hot take from Kimberly. Let's make that clear. Hubby, don't squeeze her leg at that point in the interview. But seriously, get yourself a man who supports you after you drug your baby so you can go sleep with your pastor. That is relationship goals. That's support. He's like the wonder bra of support. What is that quote? I don't, I don't know what you're doing. He's like the Wonder Bra of Friends. What's that from? Mean Girls? I, I don't, don't know. know. You're, you're stealing it. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, I'm definitely stealing it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. So Nick is going on what Mank calls the circuit of sympathy. And the sassy author calls it the sympathy tour, which made wow. me laugh because I felt like it was the 2009 sympathy tour. They have the mm-hmm. best merch and production value, sold out venues. Get yourself a T-shirt. Nick is sleeping his way around the church, including, now Mank has to give us this clarifying. He says, you heard that right after they say what he's about to say. You heard that right. So listeners, listen up. He's sleeping around, including, you heard that right, Dawn's mother. His dead wife's mother. Now, I don't know if that's not an OMG moment. I don't know what is. 
She's the mom. She's old. She's it's all kinds of ick that like he did something with his mother-in-law's Clovis. And so she, we should the mother Diana has been interviewed this entire time. We probably should have built up to that that you have seen her along mm-hmm. this episode being interviewed about her daughter Dawn and about Dawn. And so when they drop this bomb that Diana also fell prey to Nick's sexual wiles, it's unreal. She looks because she like is, she's a mom. She's a mom. She, she looks like she's I don't know how old. Sixties? Sixties? Maybe older. Maybe 60. older. She looks like a woman who quilts, which Scrapbooks. is fine. Again, I do both of those things. I don't quilt, but I, I knit and things like that. But she looks she like she looks, might have trouble driving at night. She definitely needs needs extra help driving at night. Yeah, she is a mom. Of grandma age. Yes. She could easily be a grandma. Yes. And he sleeps with her. And he goes after Diana. So the the way that they're dealing with this on Dateline is so good because the author is listing all the women that Nick slept with and Mank interrupts and says, and Dawn's mother. And the author goes, yeah, that was really hard. And I don't know if he's saying it was hard for him to write about in the book because he was too busy vomiting yes, or it was hard for Dawn's mother or if it was just hard on the the human spirit. Yeah. Yes. So number one and number three. Okay. Yes. So Dawn's mom willingly sleeps with Nick multiple times after her daughter dies. Oh, my gosh. What happened? This is not – first of all, we are not in – I want this to be in a remote no, it's, area. No, it's outside like Seattle. In, I want it to be somewhere where there aren't a lot of people, aren't a lot of churches. This is the only church in the area. We are talking about this is going on in a major metropolitan area, and these people are being bamboozled mm-hmm. by a, a mouth breather. He is. He's yes. a classic mouth breather. It, there's not The picture we see of him is just, you know who that kid is. Yes. So Dawn's mom was grieving, and she says it was their way of grieving together. It gets worse, people. She says she hoped that she could be Dawn for him since he missed her daughter. Like, she could make love to him the way her daughter did, and I'm vomiting in my mouth. I I seriously, I have a headache. I can't. I need to take an ibuprofen. It gets so much worse. So she gives this romantic gesture of let me be with you the way my daughter was because I know you miss her. And guess guess what Nick says? He says, no, I don't want you to be Dawn. I want you to be yourself. I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, it would be a good line if it wasn't so disgusting. No, it's not a good line. I, but here's my problem. So first he doesn't want Dawn brought back from the dead. And now he doesn't want someone to pretend to be Dawn in bed. Did he even like Dawn at all? He would rather have sex with full on Dawn's mom. Knowing that it's Dawn's mom. She's being herself. She's not pretending to be Dawn. She's not like wearing a wig. Who is probably the same age as Nick's mom. So it's basically Nick having sex with his mom. It's super Oedipal. And now we're... But he would prefer that than her pretending to be someone much younger and someone who he actually married in his generation. But I, okay, I do want to take a step back. I want to say that as gross as this is, 
I do think that Dawn's mom is really brave for going on the show. Absolutely. And I cannot about believe it. she went on Dateline. I would never. Never. Annette also and Craig. I mean, they're opening up their dirty laundry and their yeah, they greatest are. shame. They, and they are going to get judged with yes. a capital G. We are judging. I am full on judging. Did you say capital, capital G? Capital J. Yeah, and I had to think about it was too. Was that I a stopped. joke? No, I stopped and was like, G. I, I, G isn't the right letter. It's J. I thought you were doing a joke, like a quote from no, something. No, this episode is making me dumb. Yeah, It's it making is. me lose my marbles. The it's infuriating because it's cult mentality almost that that they're so dedicated to the church in a way that's so unhealthy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. This is that the- all of these things sort of fly out the window and this becomes normal. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. Are you are you out of your mind? Right. But now in hindsight, they believe that it was wrong. Annette Good. and Don's mom both feel horrible about what they've done. Annette was becoming really depressed and feeling guilty. She was almost suicidal about what she was doing with the pastor. Her husband thought she was depressed over Dawn's death. It's just, it's a whole cluster F. So finally, Nick decides that he wants to marry one of these very special church ladies that he's been sleeping with. And he stops sleeping with everyone else. He's going to marry this one lady. That doesn't make Sandy Glass very happy, Who also was married... And then got marriage counseling from Nick. Uh And then all of a sudden, Nick's going to marry. Yeah. Yes. So it's been a couple years now. And he's been sleeping with just that one gal. Annette finds out that Nick was also sleeping with Sandy Glass that whole time. And she finally, years later, puts two and two together and is like, hey, maybe God didn't want me to sleep with my pastor. And she tells her husband what happened. This is a couple years out. She tells Craig, I slept with Pastor Nick. So Craig feels like his wife is a victim. And he sets up a meeting with Sandy Glass and the old pastor guy whose 19-year-old daughter was being flirted with by Nick. And Mm -hmm. it's now been three and a half years since Dawn died. Sandy Glass finds out about this meeting. That's going to happen. She's been invited to this meeting. And she she figures out that Craig is on to Nick. So she hires a lawyer and she goes to the police. She tells the police that, yes, she was sleeping with Nick while they both were married and that they were even looking at wedding rings. Ew. Barf. She was having these prophecies that Dawn was going to die on December 18th. On December 19th, Nick called her in tears because god hadn't kept his word so sandy yeah so sandy conveniently has another prophecy shocker god tells her tell nick that his hands are no longer tied which they take to mean that nick has permission to do god's will his hands are no longer tied eight days later the fire kills dawn Later that day, Nick calls Sandy Glass and says, it's done. Now they can be together. She's basically a murderer. Pastor Biley, who knew that Nick was up to some shady stuff with Sandy Glass, said nothing to the police when the fire happened. So they just thought her death was an accident. It was ruled as an accident. Yes. It was ruled by everyone as an accident. They were. It was freezing cold. They were having house construction in their house. It was really normal for him to set a space heater 
and then he said it caught the construction materials on fire. It was something very specific. He had a very specific way that it had happened. But but there was no smoke in her lungs. Correct. So it appeared that she died before the fire. So now why didn't that exactly. why was that then still ruled an accident? Did they not do an autopsy? No, that's how they found this, that there was no smoke in her lungs. But when did they do the autopsy? Three years later? No. This is my They question. found that out right at the time of the fire. But because they didn't know anything about the affair with Sandy Glass or anything shady, they just believed it was the fire, he- the heaters, and I don't know, incompetent police. Mark it off your bingo cards. But that's, but that's frustrating because obviously if they're doing an autopsy, they think it's foul play, right? Because the body is burned so badly. Well- not necessarily. Sometimes they do it as just a matter of routine, I think. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so <laughs> Sandy says that Nick told her the story of what happened. So he had gotten this prophecy that his hands were no longer tied. He's laying in bed with his wife, and he hears God say, take the land, which he took to mean go for what you want. <laughs> take the land i'm sorry i'm gonna say that to you next time did you 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 know it's not take the land right no what is it (laughs) it's take the lamb no i think it's land no it's lamb l-a-m-b i thought it was land i thought it was like seize what belongs to you like what is this oklahoma yes take the land yes I think you're wrong. L-A-M-B. Lamb. Abraham. Lamb. No, look at this. I'm looking it up. And if the subtitles say land, it's wrong. Listen to this. Church sermon series called Take the Land. Time to Take the Land sermon by Mark something. Caleb quoted the people and said, we should go up and take possession of the land. You are in possession of the land and settle it. There's a sermon here called Take the Land. Okay, go ahead and look at Take the Lamb. Let's take the land. There's a hymn. Let's take the land, the land that God has given us. Be strong and take it, for we can make it. It can't be. It's Take the Lamb. Take the back the land is an American organization. Okay, stop that. That's something about homeless people. Can you please Google Take the Lamb? Yeah. Um, I'm getting a lot of videos on how to debone a leg of lamb. <laughs> if any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one. That's from Exodus. It's got to be How lamb. to care for a rejected lamb. Leg oh, of lamb recipe. All right. Stuff about Passover and the shank of lamb. The lamb leg, whatever. Um, I believe I was right. And that you, Christian lady laughed in my face for like 20 minutes that might be a little long but that's how long it felt take the land it's all these videos take the land here joshua part one take the land there's a sermon right there it's freaking take the land i've never heard that before in my life i'm so sorry katie because i know the lamb of god the lamb of god is like a whole thing Yes, but they specifically said, I think in the video, that it was about Israel taking back. I don't know. It was some. They said it in the Dateline episode. They said Josh Mankiewicz did a voiceover. He said, referring to so and so Moses, whoever taking the land that was rightfully theirs or whatever it was, take the land. He even referred to it, land. 
I did laugh in your face. I apologize. For like an hour. Again, that might be a long, a stretch of time, but it felt like an hour. And I'm sorry that I'm right once again. Oh, I'm going to be really upset. Are you finding that I was right and that you were wrong? It's take the land. (laughs) An Old Testament phrase urging Jews to take Palestine. So not only are you right, it's in association with your peeps. Thank you. And I totally thought it was take the lamb, and I may have had a title based around lambs. And you laughed in my face. I laughed in your face. Like, I am so meanly. Apologies all around. It was not mean. It was joyous because I thought I was so right. I and know. You, you really want to be right one of these and days. And you were a dummy. And instead, you're again much smarter than me. No, again, oh. you solved the escape room. I would have died in that thing. I feel like I'm back in May. Are we in May again? No. Is this May all over again? No, it's June. It's June 3rd. So we're okay. good. We're well, fine in June. Yeah. We'll be okay in June. Yeah. Okay, going back to this. Okay. Sorry, taking the land. Ta- he heard God say, take the land, which he okay. took to mean, take, go for what you want, uh-huh. do it. And Sandy had told him, God said, your hands aren't tied. So he overdoses Dawn with Benadryl, which is so doubly disturbing when you think about yep. how he told Annette to drug the baby with cold medicine. Yep. That is, that's so disturbing. That baby could have died. It's so gross. So that he used the same thing. And they do an autopsy and there was a ton of cold medicine in her bloodstream. And again, there was no smoke in her lungs. But again, it didn't raise any red flags. So Sandy says that Nick admitted to her that he then suffocated Dawn with a plastic bag and then sets the house on fire. So he's a straight up killer. killer. Yes. So they arrest Nick. Who I, but again, how is Nick getting all these ladies? And even the the cop, the policewoman, is like him. How is this happening? Like, yeah, I he must be really charismatic in person. I don't even know. He, a youth pastor requires immense charismaticness. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. If that's a word I can coin, sure. So Sandy makes a deal with police so that she is safe by telling them all this. Okay. They make themselves feel better. By safe, you mean safe from prosecution. Correct. And the police make themselves feel better by convincing themselves that Sandy wasn't the mastermind, that Nick was manipulating her. And Mm. Dawn's mother is super angry at Sandy because she feels like this whole thing happened because she instigated it. But Dawn's mom, still very spiritual doesn't believe that Sandy made up these prophecies. She believes that she did hear these things, but like Biley said, they were from the devil, which I think is BS and letting Sandy off the hook. I think we all should come to the conclusion that Sandy is either evil and just made up all this so she could be with the guy she loved or cray cray and is hearing voices and needs medication. Mm -hmm. Does that seem valid? Yeah. I think she was totally doing this for her own self good because she wanted to be with the pastor no i think no i think she's i think she's a psychopath okay um i think she's messing stuff up on purpose I yeah think she's i do forward too and uh-huh yeah and using because you know, these christianity in a way that's yeah yes and they come so coincidentally like right when they're supposed to right you know? of course convenient yes prophecies correct so nick is found guilty craig and annette thank god have somehow stayed together over the years Craig is a saint. 
he totally forgives Annette and they found another church. But in a in a very non-Annette way, she says something very astute. She says she realizes that church is a place where people can get absolute power and that absolute power corrupts and can be mm-hmm. very dangerous. So mm-hmm. she's very wary of that. And it seems like Annette is perhaps a little smarter after this ordeal. Mm-hmm. Hanky and the author of the book, they talk about how these church people, their whole, their only sin was just being too trusting. Even though the Bible, doesn't it say, beware false prophets? And yes. that's literally exactly what happened to them. Yes. Okay. So Mankey says it's amazing to him that Craig and Annette haven't lost their faith. And that right. an, and then Annette just has to kill me one more time by being a total dope. She says, right on. And that's how the episode ends. And I was like, I was rooting for you, Annette. We were all rooting for you. And then you say, right on. But I still like her. And I still think she's brave for being on the show. Yeah. Okay. Now let's, do you want to give your thoughts? Do you have anything else that I missed? No. Then should we just. And then you missed nothing. No, everything was was there. So let's jump right into B-roll Bonanza. Yeah. Mankey was on location in front of a gorgeous body of water. Mm-hmm. Stunning. Annette and Craig are cooking. It's like it seemed like with Blue Apron or something. I know this yeah, was maybe. before this was before Blue Apron, but I think they want to sponsor. Uh, yeah, what year is this episode from, by the way? 2010. You did you say when it originally aired? I said I it, it. I said it twice. Oh boy. Yeah. Then there's a scene of Annette petting her dog. And then mm-hmm. there's a B-roll, but I can't I couldn't find it again on rewatch of Annette using one of those giant paper cutters. I didn't see that. Like for scrapbooking. It was very creative B-rolls, I thought. It wasn't just the standard looking out the window. This was what? Except except you missed one. What? So the Diana B-roll. Oh, Dawn's mother's Dawn's B-roll mother. uh-huh. is shockingly lacking. She is literally, you see her walking once in sort of a deserted street. And then another time, every other time, she's sitting in a chair. They give her no props, no background. She's sitting in a chair, just sort of staring. There's nothing. They give her nothing. She does one sort of awkward, weird, you know, your 180 turns to look out the window. She does one of those, but that's it. They're like, you don't deserve anything. You slept with your daughter's husband. We give you no candles. No, no photo no red, albums. No red pillar candle. Nothing. Yeah, no to photo album in sight. Zero. Maybe she's just so smart that her brain can entertain her and she could just sit in her no. own thoughts quietly. That was Dateline on purpose being like, absolutely not, lady. You get nothing. I don't think Sandy Glass would have gotten anything either. Had no. She been interviewed, had she had B-roll. Oh, no. I would like to have seen some B-roll from Robert Biley. Which could have oh. shown video from Africa of him raising people from the dead. Or even, made again, happy. just driving. I love <laughs> when they're driving. I want to see what the back of his head looks like. You'd rather see him driving than raising people from no, the dead? No, I want to see him doing that. I want to see him looking through a Bible, hmm. thumbing through the Bible. I want to know if he licks his yeah. finger before he turns the page. I want yeah, to, maybe he lights candles. Do they light candles at church? Uh, is no. that Catholic? That's not um, this church. That's not this church. And I do want to see the raising of the dead. Yeah, sure. That would have been great B-roll. Yeah. So the quotes of the week. Again, Nick's version of Christian love was different than the common definition. Oh, boy. (laughs) Thank you, Mankey. He's so good. And then my favorite was Gabriel tells Sandy that they'll be together after December 18th. Mankey says, 
God was getting specific. <laughs> yeah. So good. It's so good. Did you have any precious moments? Did you have any quotes? Did you feel um, anything for these people? Did I feel anything? No. The thing that I feel like was missing from this episode, which would have tied everything together, was this sort of lack of children question. Uh-huh. So her breaking down at a baby shower was much more seemed about that she wasn't pleasing her husband. Right. But was she not pleasing her husband because she wasn't having a baby? There were no children. Annette right. and Craig doesn't have children. None of these people seem to no. have kids involved. Annette and Craig weird. have a baby. They they drugged it. Oh, that's right. It. They had a baby. They drugged um, it. That's right. The drugged baby. But the but I didn't understand sort of he's a youth pastor. Oh, like that you would was think she, want children. Was she unable to have kids? Was that part of the reason he wanted to move on from her? They made it seem like she just got a little fat. She was uncomfortable yeah. with her weight. And that was why exactly. he had lost interest in her. It, Which seemed weird because he is a little bit. He, but we know that doesn't matter. Guys think they can do whatever they want. Power men think yes. they can do whatever they want. Yes. He was a, he was clearly a band camp kid then turned who had a little bit of charisma. And felt like a rock star now. Yeah, and felt like a rock star in this church. And so they, yeah. He does seem like the guy on um, when John Stamos was on Law and Order SVU and he was procreating all over town so that he could populate the earth with his children because they're so egotistical that they want their genes to spread. But it didn't, I don't know if he felt like that, Nick felt like that, but he wasn't knocking up all these women. But yeah. I could see it going that Which way. Which would have I made more point. sense to me. Yeah. It would have made more sense to me had that been his goal. But I think it's literally just about the sex. What is the point of sleeping with Dawn's mother, who has clearly gone through menopause? Correct. She's not going to get preggers. No, it's he's just so a creep. He just, he's just a sex creep. He's just a sex pervert and wants sex all the time. Yeah. Ugh. MVP loser? MVP might be the best friend Eunice, who you didn't oh, talk about, just I because her name is Eunice. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Don's um, best friend. She seemed very sweet and very sad about Don's death. And she seemed very angry that she didn't do more. Yeah, I could see that. That she didn't sort of see it coming or because her, because they say in the episode that Don had called her the night before she died and said, we really need to meet up. I, I really want to have dinner with you. And she could tell something was off and they had set plans to make dinner and then she died. Ugh. I feel really, I felt bad for the best friend because I think the best friend knew something was off in that church. Yeah. I liked Craig because he is loyal to the end. I guess. I don't know. I'm telling you, get yourself a man that loves you even if you drug your freaking baby to go to a Ramada to have sex with your pastor. I don't know. I feel like that's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. But he still loved her. He gave her that leg pinch. He squeezed her leg. No, he does love her, but to a, I think that's pretty rough. I don't know. Sort of. Yeah, this is a lot. We'll, oh, mm. Losers of the episode. Where to begin? Everyone yeah. loses. We all lose. God. Everyone's God lost. lost. No, God never loses. He created these people, and they did, did horrible things in His name. Yeah, maybe this was a this was not a win for God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brands unhappy being on Dateline and are now associated with murder. Ramada. <laughs> Where your beloved pastor does your wife behind your back after drugging your baby. Come to Ramada. We tolerate anything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Benadryl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Benadryl's upset. Yeah. yeah. For sure. 
Joan Rivers Fashion Police. I, I didn't really notice I didn't have, anything fashion. I didn't have any fashion. Police. Annette there looked no cute. no notable fashion. Annette looked cute. Okay. Craig looks like um, an English professor, kind of. Correct. Um, I wrote down alternative theories. Wow. And I don't know what that means. World of Warcraft? Maybe. I don't remember. I did these notes a long time ago. Did I hmm. think World of Warcraft had something to do with this? Do I think was someone s- addicted to it? Sandy, do we think Sandy was actually involved in the murder more than just spurring oh. it on? She came and turned the heater on. Maybe. They did say that the timeline of him leaving to go duck hunting didn't totally work with their theory because it yeah. was too early. So maybe Sna- Sandy did sneak in and turn on the heater. So he got convicted based on what? Sandy? Yeah. Sandy sent him to jail. Yeah. Wow. Did he, wait, did he go to trial? Was he convicted? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, there were all those other ladies that admitted to- They breezed past that. That was at the very end. Yeah. The trial was not a thing. Yes. Hmm. Um, Titles. I didn't have that many. Greg's not going to like this, but Cray Cray Christians. Mm, He's not going to like that. Uh, Mama Mia. Here I go again. Because of Dawn, it's mom. Oh, okay. Because of Diana. Sleep. Yeah. Uh, sympathy, sin, and sex tour. Two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the one where old Saint Nick did his mother-in-law after he murdered his wife. There we go. I think that wraps it up. That that's not bad actually. Oh, trust falls one hundred and one. There we go. Okay. Now you. Um, I had digging for demons. Yes. Don't know. I, I had Phyllis- I had digging out demons, and then I was gonna sing. Digging up them demons, digging up them demons. What's that? It's that move that movie Holes with Josh. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, with you Shia love LaBeouf. that. And I love that rap little rap song they used That's to do. That's right, you do. That's so funny. I wrote Philistines. I'm not sure where I was going with that. Huh. That's on title though. Okay, I had the devil made me do it. Okay. And then I have my receipt with all my other titles written on it. Let me get my receipt. Oh, I have. Instead of a twisted faith, I have a twisted face because Nick. (laughs) (laughs) What? That I had breaking dawn because it takes place in Seattle. And yeah, okay. And then I have one that. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, there we go. Then I have. Oh, my. I can't even read it. Oh, I have Dirty Diana does Dawn's douchebag. There you go. You're welcome. Um,. All right, and then I probably have the best one of all, Benadrilled. Because <laughs> he was drilling. He was drilling the ladies. Oh. it's Yeah, it's got double meaning, Benadrilled. Who says oh drilling as a euphemism for sex? Probably someone like Nick. Yeah, that's true. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. I'm sure. Good call. Ugh. All um, right. Okay. We so don't have any Twitter, right? No, we have nothing else. But okay. please check out our patreon page please send us your addresses on patreon follow us on instagram and twitter and please please give us good itunes reviews i read some really really good ones and some people who think that i'm really annoying so make sure you write a good review and give us five stars and that will help us spread the word about the podcast more than anything we love we are back in action too with our regular schedule everybody yes just a heads up yeah we will be back dateline's been a little um repeaty and non-murdery so hopefully we'll sync up our times will sync up and we will our cycles will sync up our cycles will sync but we may have some more kimberly's favorites coming at you quickly here yeah and some extra content that's going to be good and uh don't watch alone 
Watch with don't watch with Sandy Glass. <laughs> watch alone. Don't boink your pastor. Watch with your landline. I don't know what that was. Don't worry about it. Okay. Don't watch alone. Don't watch with all the demons that are hanging off of you. Yeah, there we go. You're never so al- how do you you're demons? never alone. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.